I got one of those ear cameras. What the, the fuck are you talking about? The, I got one of those od- otoscope things. You you certainly Man. all of it. Russ, if you have not gotten advertisements for what? these little ear cleaning cameras, oh, on this Facebook, is Icarus shit. This oh. is this is modern Icarus. <laughs> yeah, you are you're you are no. I, I hey, I've done it too. It, and you you just see a little bit deeper in your ear with I this little like pin, that. and then you're like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna scrape out my brain. You know, no. it's it's very fitting you mention Icarus because it is very waxy. Yeah, oh, sure, I can build oh, wings beautiful. out of it. Hey Griff, I yeah. know that you probably got a bit all planned, but I'm here to tell you, as your brother. I've known you quite a while. Yeah, you should not be mucking around in there. There's some there's some real. That's where the real stuff is. Is that skeletons you know I mean? to worry about that's, in there? That's honestly a hole you should not have access to. You can make that's one wrong move and just be Dunsky. Okay, you should not be in there. You, I mean you, not like all. Of it. I mean you should not be in there. Now hold on just a fucking second. If you're suggesting uh-huh. that I possess less hand eye gordon than the average bear, you're out of your fucking mind. I think that if if push came to shove and I did need to do emergency surgery yeah. in the studio, then I could probably figure my way. I'm perfectly capable of getting... This bit has gone off the rails. I was going to complain about how I bought it, thinking it was going to change my life, but then I shoved it back in there. There's really not much going on. Oh, it's empty, I thought, huh? I thought for sure, I thought this is going to be a whole new me, a whole new day, and I put it in there, and it's pretty clean, actually. Um, I mean, that's worth the price of admission right there is the, the feeling that you've been staying very hygienic. Yeah, but then now all of a sudden my three friends, one of which is my brother, have come at me like, you're going to mummify yourself, idiot. And I don't really <laughs> think I appreciate that. I don't really think I like that. Wait, that wait, the, why, did you, why did you get it in the first place? You're telling me that you put on these wax wings out of no need other than curiosity? Deep curiosity. Yeah. I had a stuffy. Do you feel like you could have been hearing better? He's like, I know I hear okay, but I feel like I could hear better. I have a stuffy right ear, but I think it's on inside. And I will agree with you. Yeah, don't go inside. Don't go inside. There's no. a dr- there's a, a barrier there that you think, I bet I could get through that, but that's no. bad. There's that like a GeoCities a like under construction sign that you really can't pass. <laughs> otherwise, yeah. shit goes real. It's, fu- it's funny that they keep selling Q-tips, isn't it? Like that, if you look at the Q-tip box, uh, nowhere on there it does is it say ear? like clean your ear out. Yeah, like no. in fact, but I think it says know, the opposite. We? <laughs> we all know they're like this is perfect for polishing your CD spindles. Like, fuck <laughs> off, you <laughs> know what I'm doing with these. Yeah, you know man. how many you sold me. <laughs> yeah, big this box is. My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy. I, I, I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Ross Rush, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to Besties, where we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It is a video game club, and just by listening, my friend, you have joined our illustrious ranks. This week, we're talking about a new electronic bomb. A new bonbon for your uh, electronic <laughs> delights. It's viewfinder. But first, before all that, did you know we have an exclusive newsletter at besties.fan? Here's the thing, everybody. You should subscribe to this newsletter Ooh. ASAP. It is besties.fan. And once you go there, you're going to get so much great stuff from all of us. 
Mm. What are you going to get? Uh, the thing that you have all been asking for, links to the games, movies, TV, books, everything we discuss on this show, you just got to open that email and boom, we're going to be using the power of the web 2.0 to take you where you want to go. If we talk about videos and images and you're like, man, I bet that was funny. Too bad I can't see this. This is an audio medium. Hey, guess what? You're going to find it in the newsletter. You're going to get first looks at merch. You're going to get info about upcoming episodes. We just dropped free game codes in the most recent newsletter. Uh, Hoops had mentioned Shoulders of Giants last week, and the devs reached out, and they were like, hey, we want to get this game in front of your listeners. How do we do that? Uh, Answer, newsletter. It is wonderful. And somebody just added... Uh, fucking transformative snack mix recipes. Seriously, fuck. Well, that's okay. it. Yeah, I got some good ones for y'all. Get in there. Oh, man. So you're going to get some snacks. Oh, man. Are we going to put the popcorn recipe in the newsletter? No, that's not for them. <laughs> okay, okay. I, 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 I don't want to overpromise. Yeah, so, you know, if you want to hear more from all four of us uh, without having to, you know, Wade the treacherous waters of social media. Let me tell you, this is the best way to do it. And then you'll hear more about the game we're talking about. But this where, week. Where, where, remind you people where it. they can find the. the oh yeah, yeah. Well, one more time, besties dot fan. Literally, that's all you have to type in. That's just it. Besties that's it. Fan. I just did it, and I I got there. It's very easy. Yeah, it's easy. I should sign up. And uh, that was a commercial, and here's another one. <laughs> but after that, I swear to God. Wait, we we want to talk about what Viewfinder is before we jump oh, to yeah. a break. Okay. It, it's a puzzle game with, like, images and cameras and forced perspective and all sorts of cool stuff. New We're going to talk about it a lot more. It's like Nude, nude Portal. Nude Portal. <laughs> nude wow. Portal. Yeah, you can finally see everything with these holes. Use the holes to see the holes. These Thank robots want to fuck. You go get a phone, you just want a phone to talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts, and you get ripped off, because you got all this fine print, little details, and all of a sudden, they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech, you know? The contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I, I don't know that I would go so far as to call this new portal. I think did you, did any of y'all play uh, Super Liminal? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, is, I, I I feel like this super super liminal. Yeah. It is uh, <laughs> in the in the well. No, I don't. I don't think that it is a a clone as much as it is like this is a an emerging sort of sub sub genre of first person puzzle games that are based around 
like a handful of very, very neat mechanics that are based around it. I guess, I guess you could call Portal that, but Portal feels so much larger and so much more like the scope of it is is different. Yeah, but when the first game came out, it really it was just three hours, whatever, three yeah, hours. Yeah, I guess it was it. a tiny one. Yeah, Portal 2, I can kind of blew the yeah, doors off of it. Yeah, that's a different story. Uh, I fucking love it, man. Give me as many of these budget-priced uh, puzzle puzzle adventures as, as you can possibly get me. Because uh, I, I just love them. I am really excited to hear somebody try to explain in audio form oh the mechanic at play here. Um, Who wants to take, do that? I can take a swing at it. Okay. Uh, okay. In, in Viewfinder, you are exploring the sort of uh, fucking mind palace of a, a group of uh, scientists and creative types who are trying to solve global warming. Uh you do this by wandering through these kind of impossible floating puzzly landscapes uh, that, that you have to navigate. Uh, and the main mechanic of the game is you can take photos uh, either that you find in the environment or that you uh, snap with your own camera, which you unlock about halfway through the game or so. Uh, and then you can place those photos in the world. And when you do, they switch from being flat two-dimensional photographs to actually realized three-dimensional objects from the perspective of where you place the photo. So Im imagine uh, a, a platform with a battery on it. You need that battery to solve the puzzle. Uh, you have a photo of that. You can hold it up in the sky and place it there, and all of a sudden it becomes a 3D object that is beholden to the laws of physics and gravity. The battery falls down, you catch it, you can keep moving on. Or you can take a photo of a column, and then you can look down at the ground and place it, and now all of a sudden, because of where you you know had the perspective when you first took the photo compared to where it is now it's not a column anymore it's a bridge uh yeah oh, that's is, pretty good it is it is that uh only it's so fucking wild the, the 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 links to which they explore that idea and the links to which like there's there's sometimes you'll find a cartoon sometimes you'll find like a screenshot of a desktop background that you place in the world and now, all of a sudden, it's an interactive object. Um, and, and those things that you find, like, uh, you know, if it's like an impressionist painting that you find in your place in the world, when you walk into it, the art within that, like, now realized area is still that impressionist look to yes. it. So it yeah. matches whatever you've placed down, which is in insanely cool. It's very what I think is cool. so smart about the design here is they're doing, like, the very classic Nintendo thing of introduce a thing add a spin on it, do a little bit more. So as complex as these puzzles sound, really the answers are quite simple. Like, you could use a picture to create a bridge and close a gap. And there are going to be different ways that you're going to do that. Whether that is, like, literally going straight ahead, or, like, are you going to have to create a ceiling so you don't fall off of an area? Right. Um, it's like using uh, photos as space. Then there's, like, using photos to create additional objects. And that could be something as simple as, like, the battery... But it could be basically using a photo to recreate an entire end of the level because the yes. level is too far away from you. Um, then there's like using photos to close distance. But there's kind of like a few categories of ways to of types of puzzles. And I think it's very, very, very smart in that you never feel overwhelmed because it's kind of teaching you these categories while they might seem very abstract they're actually not too abstract yeah and it is it is uh you know what it reminds me of it kind of like the way witness handled like mm. 
every single puzzle is a different mechanic. And this is mm-hmm. just all the different ways we can think of to use this mechanic, but it's not reusing. Like every puzzle in this game is requiring a new tiny step of lateral thinking. Yeah. Like, yes. And that lateral thinking is another, like it is already in your head for the next level. So you may have to combine that prior knowledge, but there's always a little twist on it with everyone, which makes everyone seem like satisfying and never redundant. And it, it the one thing I, I will say is like, it it's interesting when you're in a groove with it, it feels really easy. Like it, sometimes the balance for me was a little off just because like when I was dialed in, to a mechanic, it almost was like showing the. It makes you feel smart. Yeah, like it makes yeah. you felt like, wow, I am really, I'm really getting this. this well, there's also a virtual satisfying. cat that's like, oh, you're smart. Which yeah, he is laying it on. It a does help. Thing, <laughs> I will say, uh, there, there is a puzzle in this game that is the one that I messaged the Slack room that we are all in uh, about asking if anybody else had done it because I was so stuck, uh, and that when I finally did figure it out. Uh, on on my own because we were playing this before it was out. Usually, I probably would have just gone online and be like, "What the fuck do I do with this watermelon?" Uh, when I figured it out, I felt like the smartest human being who had ever lived on Earth ever before, and that feeling is like the best shit that puzzle games like this can can do to you. Uh, and th- this game does it in 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 big measures. You're also playing in n- the narrative is is uh, pretty pretty ephemeral early on. It starts to like dial in the further you go, but uh, the important part of this is that you are in a, a a built world. It is a it is a simulation, a built world, and they really do a great job with like you can feel. We, I talk about the hand of the creator a lot, where you can feel the person who created it. And this is definitely that because the all these worlds were like made specifically for this purpose so you can feel there's almost like jokes you know like jokes in the level construction like uh, when you'll see they mess with like optical illusions things like that as the game goes on and they are like definitely trolling you with the way that they roll them out but it's fun because you can like feel the intent like it was built for this exact purpose yeah Um, i guess uh even though i i also found like all the I think aesthetic and puzzle stuff to be really engaging. I think the only area that I like struggled to latch onto was just like the narrative of it. You know, yeah. the, the way that's conveyed is through either audio messages or someone kind of talking in your ear, or as I mentioned, the virtual cat, a lot and of post-it notes, a lot of post-it notes. I'm not going to compare everything to portal, but there's a reason why portal became the phenomenon that it did and it's because it sort of sustains itself both on pretty incredible puzzle design and also pretty incredible writing. And here I just, uh, like, I, I'm not being pulled ahead by the writing. It's entirely on the puzzle design, which is, again, very good. But it's just something worth keeping in mind if you're looking for, like, a really engaging narrative. I, I wasn't really finding it here. I really, I feel like, and I was like, this is almost a subgenre, narratively speaking, of like scientists after disaster or or calamity or the end of a project or something. Like, I feel like so many games rely on this exact sort of structure of like scientists working together and leaving the notes for each other. And like, um, I, I mean, Prey is a really good example. Like, Prey is very similar. There's a lot of games that that are doing the same kind of gag, and I just didn't find any of it particularly engaging i think in part because what you are ostensibly there to do doesn't seem to have a lot to do with 
the puzzles right, or the, yeah. the actual levels. It, it it seems very disconnected and the 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 it's all very like you know what it is? Most of the story is diegetic. It's in like uh post-it notes or it's in uh phonographs that have been audio log. I mean audio logs yeah. that have been left around. And none of it can be particularly like concrete or sequential because it's experiential, right? They don't know which ones you're going to see and which ones you won't see. So it, the the thread is by nature kind of like uh, gauzy because it's you you're not really following a story from the beginning because they have no idea what parts of it you're going to ingest and which parts you won't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I, I don't, yeah I I feel like there is a a um ethos in in game development um particularly indie game development that like every game has to have a a deep and emotional story mm-hmm. and like I, I one of my favorite puzzle like games in this genre is antichamber yeah uh, i think you've yeah, yeah. uh alexander bruce it's 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 a really fucked up sort of non-euclidean uh game that is it really genuinely extremely difficult like extremely difficult navigating through all these like environments filled with impossible objects with literally not a line of dialogue or story to it whatsoever and it works because it, now all of a sudden you are just this sort of drone operating in this weird and fucked up space trying to solve these million impossible puzzles and like that's the experience um which is like you know I I would never try to dictate like you better not do a story of your game just focus on what works. Yeah. But there there is a uh, I, I I don't know I feel like this game has an incredible it is incredibly fun to play and every time that I was in the hub world I was just sort of ignoring the dialogue rushing towards the next sort of uh, level uh, that I could find so that I could just get back into doing puzzles because that's that's really fucking great. Yeah, I, I mean, you mentioned uh, Antichamber. I feel like that that there's like a bunch of those games in that period because there was also Perspective, there was Fez, um, Echo Chrome, which I think oh, yeah. kind of is playing with some of the same things. Even Monument Valley um, felt like there was like this kind of weird moment, and now maybe we're, we're Quantum Conundrum. Back to you remember that game? Well, oh, yeah, that's a, that that was. I mean. That's Portal. That's very deeply Portal. I don't, yeah, that feels like a big, uh, a, that, a big to do for for listeners. That game was made in part by some of the Portal team. True. Um. Uh. Yeah. No. I. 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 I agree with all of this. I. I like this game quite a bit, and I was. I was a bit worried because. Um. I, I don't know if this is really a spoiler or not, but kind of fair warning fresh had given me a heads up of like hey you don't get the camera in this game for like quite a while um maybe like 45 minutes an hour and it's a it's a short game and i was worried that i was like oh it's gonna be a lot of kind of talky stuff um that i'm not super interested in and kind of filler to get me to the puzzles i want to do and and that wasn't the case at all like even without the camera the puzzles in this game are extremely clever and i'm glad that they did withhold the camera as long as possible because i felt like it i i don't think i would have been very good with it um if i hadn't kind of 
learn the ropes through all the earlier puzzles. It would also be overwhelming, I think. You really need to understand all the other parts before you yeah. get the camera, which almost b- starts to make it feel like a cheat code. Yeah, and, and um, credit to them that that doesn't feel like a tutorial. Th- those also right. just feel like great puzzles. Yeah, um, I, I think the only thing that turned me off on the early game before you get the camera is that it was much more reliant on, oh, you better find the thing that we're asking you to find. Yeah. Whereas when you get the camera, you feel like you have a bit more agency in terms of what you can do. Realistically, you kind of don't because there are still pretty set solves, at least from what I could figure out for a lot of the puzzles. But at least it feels a little more uh, like you're directing it rather than like, oh, you you need to find this photo and then this photo in this order Otherwise, you're just not going to solve it. Did Did any of you break any puzzles? Like where you felt like, oh, I I did I solved this, and I'm pretty positive in the wrong quote wrong way. Oh, I don't think so. No, yeah, I had that felt. I mean, I, I there are definitely some puzzles where it's like, all right, using your camera and the environment, you need to duplicate this battery and make four batteries. And I was like, how about fucking 128 batteries? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, nothing that felt like I had cheated the thing. There's a very early one where you have to create a bridge and then you get across the bridge and there's like a mesh gate. I don't know if any of you remember this, but like I basically just broke the side of the gate and then like hopped around the geometry to get past that part of the game. Yeah, I've definitely done that a few times. I kind of think that's part of it. Yeah, I mm, yeah, and then there, there there was one where um there was like an entire l- level out in front of me, but I just took a picture of a certain thing and bent it in a way and was able to just skip the entire level. Um, See, that's that was great. once I got I the camera, which that. I thought was great. I like I loved that. That's like fun breaking it. Uh, yeah. inter- interesting uh, note for you all. I showed this game to Charlie, my eight year old, um, just because it, it's such a wild, like, first impression. There's a demo, by the way. You should go check it out. I mean, uh, but I showed it to her, and she actually like got it pretty quickly, and she started playing it independently um, from the beginning. Wow, uh, and cool. was making her way fine through the levels. I, I think it's it's uh, it's a great comment i think it's really a credit to the developers um because i think that it everything in this game is endemic to the game itself it's like not asking you to bring a bunch of like preconceived notions about what you can do in video games like it's very it's a it's very accessible in that way which i think portal actually was a strength of portal as well i i feel like that was a really good game for people that don't play a lot of games yeah they could get the the first person movement under control uh, the rest of it's like it's very uh, specific to itself and doesn't require a lot of like uh, insight and intentionally sparse. Games. Like these mm-hmm. games are very smart in terms of them, them showing you very little. So you know what pieces you have to work with. Whereas I think people that don't play a lot of games frequently like don't have that um, language to know, oh, this is an important thing and this is not an important thing. So they get stuck a lot but Portal and this game are, are, are very directed. Yeah, man. I think that that covers it. Uh, yeah. Crushed it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, how about we take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about more video games. Well, me and Plant and Russ will talk about more video games. I wasn't going to make a big deal Justin's out of it. I just stay. Justin's going to get stuck in the break. Quiet. Justin Justin's has to go back to his home planet. Justin's Goodbye. diving into the break. What an incredible... Hey, listen, guys. To live will be a very big adventure. 
This episode of The Best Leads is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now... You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Okay, so we're back. And for the break, given that this game, Viewfinder, is so photography-centric, we thought it'd be a good idea to talk about photography in games, which actually just recently came up in Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. And and how Chris Plant hated taking pictures in Tears of the Kingdom because it, it, you know, made him feel like he had to do all of them. Yeah, well, it also just didn't feel artistic. It felt like it was it That's was on a, you, it was buddy. work. That's on you. Oh man, talk about comp. Oh, oh. <laughs> love to be told that there's a wrong and a right way to play a video game. No, what you, I'm just saying backwards. you could be. No, no, I'm not talking about you. Photos. I, I, I just oh, oh, oh. take better um, photos is what I'm saying. Here, and then your compendium will look fantastic in Tears of the Kingdom. Anyway, uh, photography and games. I generally love it. I think it's great. I think. Um, 
games that like work with a camera, Pokemon Snap, and and we mentioned Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild, um, games that have that mechanic built into the game, I usually dig. But I also love the fact that like photo modes have become kind of the norm. Yeah. Um, I don't usually, if, if, if a game offers photo mode as like an ancillary bonus thing to like take fun screenshots to share on social media, I usually do not engage with that. Yeah. But what if you can make it like Joel was pooping? Make it like Joel is pooping? Yeah, like a photo of like Joel like taking a big deuce in a toilet. Joel from Last of Us taking a big I was going to say, dump. man, you can't just say Joel is pooping. There's lots of Joels. Our agent's I'm, named Joel. The you, chances you, are somebody listening to this podcast is named Joel and is also pooping. That's wild. We that's actually you, probably statistically correct. <laughs> um, I hey, like Joel. it when it is like a mechanic. If, if it, I, I like... When photography is actually like a meaningful game mechanic that is implemented well, uh, that that is that is when I get uh, pretty pretty into it. What, do you um, have a favorite? Man, uh, I have some very fond memories of a game that I think probably hasn't aged very well, which is Dead Rising. Dead oh, Rising had game. like a photo mode, or not a photo mode, but like uh, a photography. You are a photojournalist. Yeah. And by taking pictures mm-hmm. of different like zombies or survivors or events, uh, you get points that you then spend on upgrades like that you kind of have to do. <laughs> you kind of yeah. have to do so that you can get strong enough to not die from all the zombies that there are. Uh, and I remember being very, very, very deeply into that. Obviously, like, Pokemon Snap is, I think, the the most obvious kind of thing. Um, did, did you guys play Umurangi Generation? Generation? Yeah. Uh, I did not. I didn't play it. Plant, did you play it? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say if... Man, Griffin, you should really play this game, actually. I, to the point that, like, I'd say, you please play this game, and then let's talk about this game as, like, either a B segment or or a backup. Also, isn't there a sequel? I kind of swear it's cool. Yeah, but I think it is on Game Pass. It's been downloaded on my Xbox for the last, like, year, and I haven't gotten a chance to play it, even though I'm really... I, like, love those sorts of games. I... It, I occasionally I'll do the like very posed like photo mode thing, but you're right, Griffin. It, I find it a little less uh, engaging than like a mechanic or even just like capping like gameplay footage normally, mostly because I like showing people like, oh, this is actually in the game and not like a cutscene photo. But I'm also always like really impressed by like a, the number of features in photo modes, uh, filters and various other things that I won't use. And also be like the fact that like creative people can do pretty dope shit with those settings. Like yeah. I've been pretty impressed and it's smart that developers put it in there because uh, it's free marketing. Like people share screenshots of your game that might not otherwise share. Did yeah. any of you play Africa on PlayStation <laughs> three? No, I do no, remember. It was just a... like, you just take photos of animals, right? That's yeah. It was like quote safari simulation. And you just like yeah took beautiful photos of at the time very realistic looking yeah. animals yeah how have um, they aged um you know I mean it looks fine <laughs> it's I I think it's telling that Sony doesn't ever mention that the game exists um the other one that I I was thinking about was um snapshot the it was like an indie platformer game but honestly has a lot in common with the game that we were talking about today 
and that it's using um, photos to like kind of create things in your environment. Oh yeah, but that's like um, a platformer, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a two D, like a two like D platform. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta say, these are pretty good lions for PS3. I'm looking at some lions. You're looking at Africa. Okay. okay. Yeah, they're pretty it's good. Pretty lions. good, right? I mean, the ground textures need a little work, but the lines are primo. Yeah. Conceptually, I think one of the more interesting uses is uh, Fatal Frame, the whole Fatal Frame series, uh, because in Fatal Frame, you use your camera as basically like a weapon to defeat ghosts. Yeah. And what is so interesting about that is like it is an inversion on the impulse to run away from a ghost. Like you have to look right the fuck at these things and take pictures of them in order to... Uh, banish them and uh, from from you know a horror perspective that's 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 very fascinating to me uh i actually bounced off fatal frame when i was much younger i think it was like fatal frame 2 maybe i played that game and was just having to look at ghosts that much was a little too spooky for me i said no thank you uh but it's still a cool way to make people scared yeah, I've not played that one, but it does, I know people really dig it. Also, Beyond, Beyond Good and Evil is so fucking good with this. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're a photojournalist in that one, too, uh, trying to sort of unmask un, un, uh, this alien conspiracy, um, and you use your photos to like collect bounties and take down the government. I like how they expanded that in Beyond Good and Evil 2. I thought it was... Like, yeah, I thought that the photo mode in Beyond Good and Evil 2 is really great. <laughs> yeah. Really, really good. The, the, of course, the, we're talking about the build that only journalists got um, that we've been playing for, I mean, shit, man, five, six years. So, far. Yeah, by yeah, the way, we on like for that. Friday. We're raiding uh, the big government spaceship uh, to get some <laughs> new film and a st- stun stick. And just so you guys know, like I know y'all thought those were all pre-rendered cutscenes that they were showing when they premiered it like six years ago. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. That was actually gameplay footage from us. We Yeah, we capped yeah, we, that we, we, and yeah. we sent it to Eve and he posted it. Yeah, we sent it to Eve and he was like, good, good work. He's okay. like, not enough farting in Rayman. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, <laughs> do you know that there was a like... Game Boy, I got a oh, TurboGrafx 16 paparazzi side scrolling game no. called Polaroid Pete or Gekibo Gekisha Boy. Um, it looks, it looks r- real good. I'm gonna drop an image in, in Slack for us just so you can see this. Uh, oh, this you describe amazing. what this guy looks like. Uh, okay, so he, I mean, he's just got a big round nose and a red shirt, and he's really jazzed about taking photos. But why is he walking like a pervert? He looks he's sneaky. extremely deeply perverted. He's being a little sneak. Hugely, hugely. He's got to hide behind see things Get to like invade people's screen. privacy. <laughs> Uh, but I love the art design. The, the like actual screenshots of the game are like very like WarioWare. This like, is this is actually the from the video game adaptation of Nightcrawler. Um, <laughs> that's Jake Gyllenhaal, obviously. Yeah, he seems so jazzed, just as Jake Gyllenhaal was jazzed he's to really take excited. photos. <laughs> oh, he's so sneaky. Um, um, do, you, do you wait? So, for the like actual photography mode in games, you neither of you use it. I've used it, but not with any. I don't like. I'll take like one or two, and then be yeah. like, "Yeah." Mostly, I use it not to take photos, but just to like, I'll just to be able to pause the game and rotate the camera to like see something cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's um, rare that you get that ability to, like, freeze the simulation in a game and just, like, check out a character model or something like that or a monster that's, like, right behind you. I I mean, the, I love it for our jobs just oh, because yeah. being oh, able sure. to take, like, interesting photos 
that are not the, the exact same framing every single time helps a lot, especially for like editorial. I remember, ironically, when I was writing about um, Last of Us Part Two, a game I did not really like that much, I had a lot of fun effectively doing like photojournalism in the game of trying to get photos that I thought match what I was trying to tell with the story. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I love when th- there are people on YouTube who like use these photo modes to honestly not just create photos, but kind of create videos of these open spaces. Um, yeah, I, 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 I wish it was a kind of like guaranteed thing in any video game, but I also understand that it is a big technical ask depending on how the worlds are rendered um so yeah i mean i can appreciate at the very least that like basically the guaranteed thing now is you can take a screen cap or a short video on any platform and that's exceedingly cool like yeah the fact that you needed a capture card like one generation ago um is is pretty amazing that it's now the norm um Um, can we talk about what we've been playing yeah Honorable mention time. Let's do ju- Justin Bro. I am looking for 3,024 people. I haven't played it, but will you all ask other people to play it and write us to say if it's good? Thank okay. you. Okay. So I'm reading the Steam. None of us have played it as far as I'm aware. Okay. The description on Steam says Can you run, swim, and use a shotgun without your eyes? I'm looking for 3,024 people. Uh,. <laughs> I'm looking for 3,024 people is an alternate reality game where you have to solve complex puzzles in game, but also in real life. Participate in an AI voice generated blind experiment. Interact with websites and locations with other players. That seems like not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's live cameras, which is terrifying. Um, And... This looks sketchy as shit. I'm sure they're very nice, the people that made this game. But I'm like, I don't want to show up and have like another gamer show up. And then we have I don't an want to talk conversation to about the weather. I have three gamers I like and they do. I do a podcast with them. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it is mostly positive on Steam with 47 right. rev- uh, reviews and 76 percent approval rating. So that it seems mean, like it's it, pretty that could good. Mean fucking anything. But you know what? 47 is not 3,024 people. So maybe the more people that jump in there will yep. enjoy it more. Um, I have been playing something pretty wild. This I will admit that my game choice is pretty pretty uh, out of left field. I Y'all ever get a hankering for a game that you played a million years ago and you can't you can't move on until you satisfy that urge? Uh, I had that for Fantasy Star Online for the for the Sega Dreamcast <laughs> sure. and then also the Nintendo GameCube. That game was an early sort of MMO action console game uh, that is set in the, of course, the beloved Fantasy Star universe that we all know so much yeah, about. Yes, yes, <laughs> uh, classic Sega RPG. Uh, and it was the vibe and tone of it was so like unique. Uh, it was like spaceship fantasy with uh you know trance music like everywhere that you go uh and you just go around shooting you know aliens and stuff and picking up monomates and uh feeding items to your little hover robot so that it evolves and makes you stronger anyway i really wanted to play that game uh and i found that it has been sort of revived by the intense fantasy star online community 
Uh, at first, as Fantasy Star Online Blue Burst, which is free to play, you download it, you can play it online. Uh, but then different sort of shards have branched off uh, and formed different sort of servers oh that actually have a lot of people playing on them. So uh, I downloaded one called Ephinia, E-P-H-I-N-E-A. Oh my God. Uh, and it's a pretty active server that you just download is free and you can play Fantasy Star Online uh, with other people, <laughs> which like I played this game a lot, mostly on GameCube with like dad and Justin and Travis. I never played it online because who the fuck like connected their their GameCube to the internet and figured yeah, out how to play games me. with people. Uh, <laughs> sorry, yeah, Chris Plant. Thank um, you. So playing this game that I played a lot of with like this pretty big community, not big, it's like a hundred yeah. people, but like that's all you really need, uh, is really cool. And like I beat it for the, in, it, after just a sort of a handful of runs and have moved on to like the harder difficulties. It has uh, this <laughs> shit from episode one and episode two, and then like a fan made episode four, because PSO episode three was like a weird card battler game. Anyway, uh, it is. I downloaded it for the nostalgia factor of it. I just really wanted to kind of like be in that world and get a get a feel for that game again. Uh, but it is kind of fun just sort of being in this old ass game with a bunch of people who like care a lot about it and have gone to I would say great lengths to keep it uh, up up and moving. Did you um, play Fantasy Star Online too? Yeah. In oh no, no no I'm sorry I'm sorry I played Fantasy Star Online episode two. Yeah, but, was, you, but so you have yet to play. So we did a Monster Factory on it. Okay. Uh, and it seems cool. They did just re sort of re, relaunch that as uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis, mm-hmm. which uh, from what I have heard feels a little bit uh, bare, bare bones. Um, mm. So like, I, I, you know, if I really wanted to scratch that itch, I probably could have just done that much easier. But uh, I, I do not regret my choice. I also got it up and running on Steam Deck pretty easily. And it's like kind wow. of a fun little game to have on Steam Deck, just running around playing this. What is know. your, is it Mags? Is that what they're called? Yeah, the robots the, yeah, are Mags, have, uh, right? Robots called Mags that sort of boost your stats and have like different uh, special charge up attacks and you evolve them by feeding them items. Uh, and no relation to massive action, action game. No release in a matter. No, Which, that, that will be the entire focus of the next five episodes. But yeah, <laughs> we've heard your um, feedback. Yeah, people are crazy about Mag. We need that um, crossover. I, I yeah, I I just I love this game, and I think that it is. This is one of those rare cases where I have an urge to go revisit some obscure game, and then I find that it is actually there are lots of other people who have sort of same made made achieving that like very very easy and and fun and that is very exciting to me whenever that happens that's awesome i love i loved that came out i really want to go back and try Dip it, it. yes yeah, i mean it's free there's like no barrier for entry i also got a new uh retro handheld uh called the miu mini plus uh and russ had has the miu mini i have never really dabbled in like tiny handhelds there's like a whole sort of subcategory of uh, retro handhelds uh that are just like outrageously small um and the miu mini is i think like what like 2.7 inches it, it can fit it's like really in, it tiny. can literally fit in a pocket and like not look stupid 
Yeah. Uh, whereas I think most very small handhelds are still too big to actually fit in a pocket. Yeah, so the Miu Mini Plus is like a little bit larger. I want to say it's 2.7 inches for the Miu Mini and the, the Miu Mini Plus is 3.5, which is still like real fucking small. It fits in my pocket great. Screen looks incredible. The buttons feel so, so, so good. Yeah, they've done a very good um, job. It's, it's great. I, it's, it's pretty cheap. on on. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it from a lot of different places. I yeah, so just a note. So the lot. Miu Mini, the original that they put out, became kind of a, a phenomenon yeah. and became like sold out very quickly. And then they put out this plus, which is again, the larger size. Uh, you still can't really get the smaller size very easily, but yeah, they, I think they did a much larger run for the plus. And also like, I don't know if you're new to this space or not, but if you are, you should know that it's moves so quickly that if you wait six months, there all will of be these companies one. will release like a new version with better hardware and better screen and blah, 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 blah. So don't feel like you missed out. There's always going to be another iteration on this popular handheld that's coming up. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, the cost, the investment is not so outrageous that I've ever felt burned by that. Correct. Decision. Yeah, that's the other great thing. Um, you're, you're looking at like 60 to 80 bucks for a lot of these, which is really like, and it's going to last you at least a couple years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been playing uh, Aria of Sorrow on it. Henry picked it up yesterday because it looks neat and got him playing um kirby superstar for the snes which he's really into yeah it's just neat i have a lot of these but i think this is this is going to be my sort of the size factor of it alone sort of guarantees it a spot in my all all day carry as it were yeah i, I think it's also nice to have something that like is plastic and you kind of don't care if it gets scuffed up yeah whereas right. a lot of these like higher end metal yeah the analog pocket like... i don't take anywhere because i'm afraid i'll break it yeah um, I've been playing Nobody Saves the World, which came out a while ago. We certainly have talked a decent amount about it. Uh, it's from Drinkbox, um, makers of Guacamelee and a number of other very, very good games. Um, I liked it when it first came out, but I never got around to beating it. And what got me to go back to it was basically Diablo 4, because I had been playing a lot of Diablo 4 and I was getting kind of fed up because it was so... Like, there's a right and a wrong way to play Diablo once you get past level 50, where, like, builds can just fully suck, even if yeah. you get, like, a ton of gear that seemingly synergizes but doesn't. And uh, I was getting really frustrated and bummed out. And um, Nobody Saves the World is just, like, Diablo, but you're constantly, like, encouraged to craft a new class based on the situation you're in. And because it's so quick and easy to like make new builds, um, it just encourages like a ton of creativity and fun. And tonally, it's like very lighthearted and silly and colorful. And it's just been like really great. I'm like really glad I went back to it. It's great on Steam Deck. I think it came out on basically everything. I think it's on Switch and everything else, but I've been playing it on Steam Deck and it's great there. I know it has online play, which I haven't tried, but um, if you're kind of looking for a palate cleanser from Diablo, maybe you got a little burnt out by it um nobody saves the world is extremely fucking good man i i tell you i was thinking about dipping in on season one or yeah the first season i am of, gonna uh, do it i'm gonna try season i'm gonna try one it but uh, i they, they released this big update that like people are very upset people are very upset it apparently nerfs like every class and uh like 
nerfs drop rates for everything other than like the highest end activity stuff, which is like, what the fuck are you guys doing? This isn't that hard. People play these games so they feel nice and big and strong. So just stop making them feel weaker. That it seems, seems like easy. they basically were like, oh, people were complaining that they ran out of content too quick. So we're just going to make it really last. Yeah, I yeah, that has really quelled my excitement, I would say, to yeah. get back in. Yeah. I um I have been playing a ton of ridiculous fishing EX and we'll talk about it more on rescue so you'll be able to hear that on Tuesday. Um because I have so much to say about it, but damn, like I knew that this game would consume my life because the original did. And I I said, hey, I, I know that. I'm, I've come a long way, baby. I'm going to just play this for 5, 10, maybe 15 minutes. And then like an hour or two goes by. And it just keeps happening over and over and over. Every time I think I'm out, I'm back in. I, I'm in the new game plus. I'm in it. I am oh, just wow. cannot stop playing this game. And, uh, yeah, I'll talk more about it later. But in the meantime, people should give it a download if you have an Apple Arcade. Um, it is it is more than the original Ridiculous Fishing. I will say that. It's an EX. It is EX. Cool. I think that is it. I they could to... re- By the way, they could release literally all their games again. Like, give me a Super Crate Boy EX. Oh, uh, Super Give me a Luft, Trousers EX. Like, yeah. I'm fucking in for whatever you want, Vlambeer. Give me. Yeah, 100%. Um, I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. Um, Mr. Dunn, WJ Tall, and Hamill Trash, number one. Thank you for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to everyone for who has signed up for the newsletter. Uh, at besties.fan and if you haven't yet uh you should do that because of the many reasons we mentioned at the top of the show um we really appreciate it it is definitely going to be the best place to hear from us on dope shit so please take your time to sign up for that it takes two seconds and is free plant we want to recap the games we talked about we talked about a ton we talked about viewfinder portal antichamber the echochrome series so many other games all of which i'll put into the newsletter um and then in terms of our honorable mentions uh i am looking for 3024 people nobody saves the world ridiculous fishing ex fantasy star online blue burst miu mini plus which is a little hardware gizmo and yeah that's it Griffin loves hardware gizmos. Um, next week, we are going to be talking about Pikmin 4, which I'm very excited about. Uh, not everyone on the podcast is as excited as I am about Pikmin 4, but we're also going to be talking about Might and Magic Clash of Heroes Definitive Edition. Hell yeah. That one's going to be me because I don't like Pikmin. Jazzed about. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's going to do it for us this week on Bessie. Thank you so much for listening and join us next week on the besties because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games <laughs>